Yeah, okay, welcome back to Northern Steel episode 58. I'm Dominic, this is Chris, blah, 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 blah. I'm still upset. I'm upset. Why? I'm mad. You know why. If you're listening to this, you know why. As a Steeler fan, we know why. The Steelers suck. And here we are. I uh, We usually try to do the whole, welcome back, baby. I'm not doing that right for this podcast. I'm not doing that today. <laughs> I, uh, 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 we're recording this podcast way earlier than normal because I have a busy week of travel this week. And it's good in a sense because I'm still feuding. I'm still living. I'm still loathing. And uh, I can pour that emotion into this podcast, hopefully. Yeah, I think this is less of a podcast for your viewer entertainment and more for just us to have an outlet to rant. So if you want to hear us ranting and venting, you came to the right place. I'm going to sneeze, maybe, because I'm allergic to this freaking team. Nope, I'm holding it in. Okay, uh, like every week, we do highlights of the Steelers games. We do not shy away from the highlights when they suck. However, this is last second. We're doing this really quick. And you know what? The Steelers can't bother preparing and and showing up for the game. So why should we prepare for our scripts that we normally do? So like the Steelers, let's go out there and wing it and and have, produce an absolute shit show just like the team does. So <laughs> if you miss the highlights because you're too busy uh, literally doing anything else, because that's what you should have done through Sunday, here we got the highlights, I guess, for you. Okay, let's see what we got here. Starting off, we got the Texans on offense. We talked all week about C.J. Stroud and how good he can be. Well, guess what? The running game is good, too, as Damian Pierce just runs it down our throat, and he will do so for the game. D-line. <laughs> oh, God, I'm, I'm allergic to this team, I swear. The D-line gets no push. The rush gets no push. You know what they decided to do? They decided to throw, throw screen plays. They were throwing screen plays all freaking game. Because they know the pass rush is going to get through. But actually, did they really, Chris? No, they don't. They end up in the red zone after 8 billion tries of back and forth and penalties. He throws an easy slant touchdown to Nico Collins on Levi Wallace. Whoa, what a surprise on Levi Wallace. Would have never guessed it. Texans up 7-0 early in an easy drive. As you can see here from the highlights, Levi one-on-one against Nico Collins. He thinks, what, should it be an inside slant? I guess it is, but I'll never cover it. an easy touchdown for the Texans. Chris, take it away. Ah, uh, yes, and the Steelers trying to get something going, and we get absolutely sacked and manhandled by the Texans, something that should have been a theme for us going into this game, vice versa, but of course, it was definitely not the case. You know, in this next play, he tries to throw deep to Calvin Austin, re- replicating what happened last week, but Steven Nelson, ex Steeler ended up picking off the ball and he said, Steelers are predictable. They tried to run the same play as last week. This ain't going to fly here. So he goes and picks it off. Texans end up only getting a field goal out of it. Me thinking, oh, there's definitely a chance in this game. <laughs> Think again, Chris. This is only the beginning. Next Steeler drive, we have the ball. We hand it off to Najee Harris, who doesn't get anything from that play he's the only person who actually showed up today but that play did definitely did not a service for him and here we go defense getting absolutely annihilated going over the middle of the field we somehow stop him for yet another field goal 13 uh 10 sorry 13-0 houston on top popcorn dom 
Steelers are getting the ball again, which absolutely sucks. Two-minute drill before the half. Kenny Pickett's going to climb in the pocket and immediately gets sacked. That is the second sack for the Texans when the Steelers have zero on a bunch of Walmart employees. CJ Stroud with the ball with 40 seconds left in the half. Are they going to drive down and score? You bet your bippy. He's going to throw it to Nico Collins. No one makes an effort to tackle. It is like 7-7 training camp practice out here in this game. He runs it all the way to field goal range already. 30 seconds left in the game. They're able to spike it, get a couple more yards. Line it up for the field goal. Might as well score some more points before half, right? Sure they do. They don't even want to show it. They skip that play. It's now 16-0. Najee Harris gets the ball, and he can run and pound his way for a first down, like Chris said, the only player who can do anything on this offense today. Again, the offensive line getting zero push against some no-namers on the defense, the Texans, and, and, and unless you want to count Will Anderson, who is a rookie. Jalen Warren getting some good runs in there. The running game, wow, going well. Maybe we should keep running it. Well, whatever happens, we stop, we pause, we kick our own field goal. Now 16-3. to Maybe we're getting some momentum back with another field goal. Maybe get 16-6. Remember we're on the climb back, only down 10. Chris, what do you think? Not even going to show the drives, really. Instead, I like what they did by just showing field goals because that's the only positive thing that we have. Except for this Najee Harris run to the outside. He's bumbling, stumbling, getting to the outside. Again, the only person who showed up. He applauds himself for saying, yeah, thank you for showing up today, Najee Harris, and I applaud you as well. You know, but we have to give the ball to uh, Warren as he fumbles it. First time I've ever seen him fumble it, and maybe this will make the non-believers in Najee stop and think, well, you know, they're two different players. They have their own different skill sets. Warren isn't the top back, but you know what? He's still good. Not not trying to diss uh, Jalen Warren at all. But here we go. Get another sack. Defense, pretty awful. Not getting in there at all. Throwing it to Nico Collins again, who, wow, what a theme. Just like last week at the Devontae Adams. I am irate at this point. You know what? I can't even speak about it anymore. I'm so livid. I'm just going to give it to Dom. After the, the running back... It's a dang touchdown? Are you kidding me? What kind of nonsense is this? They're literally scoring with high school plays, something that Matt Canada should know all about, but he's the bad kind of offensive coach for a high school. He's like the, yeah, I'm going to get 10 drinks after the game just to like be happy with myself. I am so upset, Dom. Just take the, take the dang, describe it. Take it back. The, the thing is, while we're trying to make up these highlights as we're, as CJ Stroud throws another strike to Nico Collins, who will go in for a touchdown to make a 30 to 6. We, uh, Chris, as he's, we're trying to catch up and ramble, missed that the fourth and one play that should have been a running play because we're running the ball well. Canada calls a pass play. Kenny has no pocket awareness, rolls out to his left, gets sacked, hurts his knee, out for weeks. This sucks. The team sucks. The coaching sucks. I'm done. Blow it all up. Steelers lose 36. They just showed T.J. Watt hugging C.J. Stroud, and that was the closest he was to C.J. Stroud all game. It really was. I, uh, we, uh, there's so much to say. There's so much to say about this game. And I was, this is probably one of the top five losses I have witnessed because of what it means for the Steelers in terms of, their complacency, their ego, their stubbornness, 
another game in which we get completely outcoached, out-schemed by a potential lesser team. Now, pause it back. Yes, uh, uh, the Texans have... Well, they, they, they had nobody... They had no starters on their line, on their offensive line. And and but and uh, they don't really have a lot of playmakers, uh, at least top names on their defense. They've got some rookies. They got some people making plays, and they made some good plays. Don't get me wrong. They they play with a passion. They play with aggression. They play with heart. Something the Steelers did not look like they had at all, and they deserved that win. And they played well, and they will probably get some more wins because of also C.J. Stroud, who looks so good. And we gave C.J. Stroud his flowers last week on this podcast. We said he would be good. He had 900 or so yards going into the game. He had four touchdowns, zero picks, and he looked every bit of the part. He did not look scared. We said that the key to the game, even though the line was so weak that the Steelers secondary needed to play well in man coverage so that the pass rush could get there. And they didn't do it. Against Kendra Green, against all these scrubs on the line, the Steelers had zero sacks, which is absurd. The Texans, who their D-line is full of a bunch of known names, plus Will Anderson, had three to four sacks. I don't even remember the number. Greenard uh, for the Texans, if that's how you pronounce his name, or Grenard, an absolute beast out there blowing up plays consistently the line sucks you i would have never guessed that was going to happen but it's also i can expect that to happen because this team does this all the time they've been doing it since 2020 chris we've been yelling about this about the coaching about the scheming and they think they're doing things right it doesn't make any sense and before i pass it off to you what really pisses me off is how bad the defense is how bad the offense is how bad the coaches is because when you love the Steelers so much, we listen to all these podcasts. I listen to everything. I listen to... Whoa. Okie doke. Awesome. Power just went out. Um, anyways, um, what I get so mad about... What I get so mad about when I'm listening to the podcast is that... And when I listen to podcasts from all the players and they all talk about how special this team can be, how good they're going to be, like Patrick Peterson's podcast, he says, oh, we're going to move each other around. We're going to disguise things. I'm going to get eight picks. I'm going to get whatever. The defense is a problem, too. And what's so frustrating is that you cannot tell me that the offense and the defense are looking at these games, that they're looking at the tape. And they're watching the Bills. And they're watching the Chiefs. They're watching the Dolphins. And you can't tell me they sit there and they think we're close. Because they're not close at all. They're garbage on all counts. Absolutely garbage. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And you know what? I think I think this is a great opportunity for us to, to slow it down a little bit. I can tell you and I are both very angry because we're speaking at a million miles per hour. I'm taking a second to slow down a little bit and you know maybe catch our breath. It, it is frustrating. I mean, we we came into yesterday's game having the feeling of it being a trap game. I think that's fair to say. Um, and it's and it's not just been since 2020, 2021. I mean, this has kind of been the Steelers' MO for years and years. More so as of late, I would say. But trap games have just kind of been something within this organization for a long time. The thing that hurt the most about this game more than others is like, Steelers have played trap games. We usually play to the level of these opponents that we think that we should absolutely squash. That wasn't the case. We got annihilated. We acted like we just played 
the 49ers again. In fact, we scored less points against the Texans than we did the 49ers. They had a larger spread against us, which is just so humiliating. We were outcoached. We were out-schemed. We were outplayed. It looked like the players didn't even want to be there by the amount of effort that they were putting into the game. It was pathetic on all accounts. Now, the simple, the, 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 also that the Texans, their offensive coordinator is from Cal Shanahan's tree from the Niners. And their, their play scheme was kind of like the Niners. And you're telling me you can't adjust to it? You're going you're gonna to go out there and do the exact same results? You got the, the brakes beaten off you from the 49ers. And then you're going to go play a team that's using the exact same scheme and you still can't stop it. You didn't learn anything from that week one matchup. You're still going to get blown up by it. So anytime any team does those things, you're just going to get blown blown out. Is that what you're telling me? It's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. So the Steelers obviously are coming into the season. They are dead last in all offensive areas because of Matt Canada. Obviously, often he's not the only person to blame. There have been... Kenny has not been playing as well as we hoped. Uh, stars in the offense have been quite invisible, to be honest. Uh, but not only are we last on in all offensive areas, I mean, we're last in coach spending, which has desperately been showing the last few weeks. Um, I just don't know when enough is enough and to look at what the Steelers have become and say, we're not competitive anymore. We can't compete with, like you said, the Chiefs, the Bills, you know, Eagles, those guys, because they are leagues above us. They, they, they're thinking, you know, they, they, they could be the ones to go into a game against us ill-prepared to not watch any tape and still come up on, come out on top because they have the plays, the coaches, things like that to, to actually do something. And that's it what starts. Sucks. It starts at the very, very top too. Art Rooney, the second, ever since he's taken over for the late Dan Rooney has been terrible our coaching staff we talked about before the season started in the offseason is the is the lowest paid coaching staff in the league the smallest coaching staff in the league and it shows because we're continuously out coached well i don't know why we kept canada we said we, we shouldn't have kept canada we should have kept terrell austin even though they had a good year and this is the same mistakes we should have kept brian flores we should have signed eric b and the whole goddamn argument about an OC stunting Pickett's growth. Oh, we can't stunt his growth. We can't start over. Trevor Lawrence, Tua Tagovailoa, whatever, dude. <laughs> Twisted. Just, I'm pissed. <laughs> Justin Herbert, even Sam Howell this year, a brand new coordinator, and the car, the Commanders are scoring. They've scored thirty points twice. Scored thirty points on the Eagles, their division rival. I get it, but the Eagles have a good defense. Kenny is a smart person. His biggest strength is his intellect, is a, is a study. You can't tell me that getting a new OC is going to stunt his growth. What's stunting his growth is doing this now. That's what's stunting his growth. We're not putting him in, in a position to succeed. And don't get me wrong, Kenny also sucks right now. He's absolutely ass right now. And he's not reading the plays, and he's playing scared, and he's not looking at the field, and I can't... And everything about it is... Just falling apart the seams. The line sucks. They're not getting any push. And now we're going to have Kenny out for a while because of this injury. We don't know the news yet. We're recording this on the Monday. It's probably going to come out soon. He's going to be out for a while. And now Mitch is coming in. There's not much of a difference. Can Mitch read the field better? Maybe. We'll find out, right? 
And let's say he can, but the play calling's still gonna be shit. The old line's still gonna be garbage. And the thing is, is that I know that there's some fans out there that want Kenny to fail, that they've never believed in him. I'm losing confidence in Kenny, but I would much rather watch Kenny play quarterback for us than Mitch because we invested draft capital into him. We invested time into Kenny. I don't, this is nothing against Mitch. Mitch is a good dude. If he plays well, the great for him. But I'd rather watch Kenny play because we invested time into him so that if he's completely not the guy, we can move on. Because you know who else had a really terrible 16 games, got a different offensive coordinator, and they started blowing up was Josh Allen too. Is Kenny Josh Allen? He's not. But I'm not going to give up on Kenny yet, although I'm losing faith in Kenny. But I'd much rather watch him play than Mitch. Now we're in this absolute garbage storm where I, wh- wh- like, what am I supposed to watch now? What am I supposed to do? What are Chris and I supposed to do in this podcast every week? Just talk about how bad Canada is because he's still not fired? Just talk about how the line gets no push every week because they don't? Talk about how the, no one wants to play with no one's heart is in it? How Tomlin came out afterwards and says, I'm going to make changes and he's not? What are we supposed to do? It's it's asinine to me that it's that we are two and two, and a lot of fans would be like, "Well, at least you have some wins." I'd rather be zero and four, because the the victories that we get mask the the problem, and the problem's large. I take back everything I said last week about us being a decent team. This team is not good. They've not they've never been good. They sneak out wins, and you know what? This week when they play the Ravens, I'm not picking them. Be the first time this week I don't pick them, but watch them win. Because that's kind of what happens with Tomlin teams. And also they play Lamar Jackson really well. Watch them win this game. But I'm not going to pick them. I'm not going to be surprised if they lose. But if they if they do win, that's just, that's just more of them to add to their ego to continue the mediocrity that is the Steelers the past two years. To me, there is no reason to pick them until something changes. And... Until we are fed something other than lip service from Tomlin and things do happen, <clears throat> I've kind of looked at the season as a scrap. Obviously, there's a long, long road ahead of us. Um, things can change, and I really hope that they do. But bringing up Kenny Pickett and his injury, too, uh, is another interesting point because if, let's say, it is bad, and let's say he is out for the remainder of the year, there is no reason. Now, absolutely no reason to keep Matt Canada if the intentions were to keep it consistent for Kenny to aid in his development, which we already know was a load of crap because he's done more to stunt Kenny's growth in this league and in this offense than help it. However, if he's out and that was the sole purpose for that consistency, fire him. And I know that's not the Steelers way. I know that's not at all what they're going to do. It needs to happen. There's no reason to keep this guy on our field and on in this organization any longer. Okay, they should have fired him two years ago. Yes, they should have. They, hired, should have. they, they should have hired Eric in the offseason, Eric Bieniemy. They should have fired mm-hmm. him two years ago. There's no. I don't like this stubbornness, loyalty. This loyalty is kind of pissing me off. There's no reason to keep him through his contract, and then at the end of the, if they don't fire him this year in the midseason. They're going to be like, well, we've reti- we've decided not to extend Matt Canada's contract. He should have been fired. 
He should be fired right now. People are saying, well, it doesn't matter if he gets fired because the play calling is still the same. Like the playbook's still the same. Yeah, the playbook is the same. I don't want Canada on the team anymore. It doesn't matter. You're showing that at least you're trying to change it. He's not helping being there. Might as well fire him. Also, when talking about the plays that are being called, like, yeah, he doesn't have the greatest playbook ever, but like, think about that fourth and one call that got Kenny injured. Put anyone else in that situation, and we're probably running the ball. We're probably giving it to Najee because that's our best option, especially with how well he was running in that game. There's no reason that we should have A, passed, B, done a PA. You know, that, that that was the worst play call that could have ever been possible, and Kenny ends up getting hurt because of it. Look at Kenny's stats up to that point in that game. He's not having a good game. And like you said, Najee is. The running game is getting going. He's got 5.1 yards per carry. Kenny's not having a good game up to that point, and you're going to leave a fourth and one in Kenny's hands? That's not fair to him. That was a stupid play no. design. Granted, granted, we're not dumb. Kenny did. Kenny, in his pocket presence, has been garbage, and he rolled out to the left when he shouldn't have, and that was his fault on the sack, especially if he would have stayed in the pocket. He might have had a Connor Hayward open on the drag route and probably could have got the first down. It could have been executed. They still could have got the first down. The play, regardless, was stupid, especially when Kenny's 19 for 19 on quarterback sneaks and Najee's running well. The play call was so dumb, and now he's injured. So thanks a lot. Now, I, I mean, last, go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. I was just going to say the last thing I have on Canada is not only with the development of Kenny, but I, I think this he has single handedly done a good job of turning a lot of Steeler fans on multiple players on this team. Also, I mean, I think we don't run Najee well, you know, or play to his strengths at all. Uh, we never pull any guards when we did for the first time in four weeks. I think he broke out for what, 15, 16 yards or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it, I'm not saying being an offensive coordinator is an easy job, but literally taking away the talents of our stars is such a hindrance. I mean, I, I give all the hate you want to DJ, but God, I'm, I miss him out on that field. A little bit of separation, another weapon to get out there and maybe have a quick pass because. No guy can get open on our team, you know. I think not that it matters uh, if much, we had, a, but yeah, not that it matters. I, I think if we had a better offensive scheme, maybe George Pickens wouldn't get thirty-five yards a game, you know, because we know what he's capable of. Maybe right. if we played Calvin Austin the right way and put who him in the slot, had a, a lot bad more game. George Pickens yep. also had a bad game. Should have cut some more passes. Should have cut that touchdown. He, he should have. But we stated that earlier. No person showed up in that game that wanted no. to be there. Nobody did, but like, I hate the unnecessary and unwarranted hate that some of these players get, especially Najee, when I personally think not all of it's his fault. He has battled injury. He's battled having a horrible offensive line and a horrible offensive coordinator. And it's just, you know, these guys that had such great talents are probably going to go elsewhere and excel and it's going to hurt. And that's going to tell everybody this is coaching. It should already be a glaring sign at you saying this is because of coaching. But for some of you who like to point blame at only the players and never look at the coaches for what's going on, this this is this is your sign. 
look at it. Something needs to change. Will it? No, but it has to. Yeah, no heart from anyone on the team. Wide receivers can't get open. Tight ends are running slow. Everyone looks scared. Defenses, again, I can't stress this enough, how bad the defense is. We all want to talk about that the defense is so good. They're not. They're bend and break. They give up a billion yards every week, and if they don't get a turnover or a sack, then they're getting smoked. The thing is, you- let, me, let me give you some stats real quick. These all come okay. from Alex Cazora, Nick Farabaugh, Warren Sharp, and whoever else on Twitter. If you don't have Twitter, this is for you. Okay, The Steelers have lost by 22-plus points in six games between 2021 and now. The last streak, the last time they lost six games by 22-plus points, that streak was from 1998 to 2020. We've now tied that mark in three weeks, or three years. Here's another stat for you. Since 2021, the Steelers have had more first-quarter drives and in turnovers than they have had touchdowns. This is the only team in the league with such a stat. Here's another stat for you. With Matt Canada as offensive coordinator, it's all on the defense. If the defense holds teams to 22 points or less, they win. If the defense gives up more than 22 points, they are 1-15 since 2021. So there's your benchmark, people. They have more than 22 points, they're 115. They have the least plays per drive. They have the worst three and out percentage. They have the worst yards per play on first down. And only drove into the red zone once in 26 half drives this season. I have a stat for you. Uh-huh. I uh, did, did this a little bit myself. Um, but, uh, and, and obviously there's a theme of... Matt Canada in this podcast as there has been for the last uh, couple of years. But um, if you ever want to really dig in deep to how bad of an offensive coordinator Matt Canada is, is I've never known a offensive coordinator to be so bad that they also affect your defense. And I say that for this reason, because yeah, our defense has been bad. They have been atrocious. However, they have been forced to be on the field a lot like talking about yards and things like that yes they've given up a lot it is unacceptable especially when we're the highest paid defense in the entire national football league but i was going through the first four games steelers are being beat in time of possession by 135 minutes to 104 minutes that's an entire half of football in just four games in a four game sample realistically you're looking at those numbers and you're like you know maybe if you're a bad team you're like ah 10 minutes we're an entire half that we don't even have the ball compared to the other team our defense is tired they're dragging on our offense can't even keep a drive long enough to give our defense any kind of a break it is bad and also the last thing i was going to say is um the quote that i saw that i thought was really bad but I, I don't know if it was Tomlin or Canada because I saw it on both sides and I, you'll probably correct me, but saying how this Steelers team is not capable of coming back from being behind in a, in a large deficit. This, this team is not capable or have the talent to do so. What kind of lack of respect and confidence that you have in your players 
to say such an outlandish thing. That is that means you literally have given up on your team, on your players. Stop pointing the blame. You are the ones to blame. You are the reason they can't come back from this. Change up things. We say it every single week. Is the defense is starting bad in the first half? Change up the game plan. Even if it doesn't work, at least it showed initiative that you're like, hey, I still think we can do this, but you never do. Did we ever double team Devontae Adams? No. Did we ever, you know, stack the box against the runs like for teams like, you know, Chubb or, or any of these guys? No, we didn't. We never do that. We like to play zone and that's it. And it's frustrating. Matt Canada said that about not being able to come back. And going back to your defense to play devil's advocate to your time of possession thing, uh, the Steelers are bottom league in run defense, middle of the pack in pass defense and third down defense. And this is from Steelers Takeaway on Twitter. It says, before you blame the time of possession or offensive issues like you just pointed out, the first three Texans drives with four backup O-linemen were 13 plays, 9 plays, and 7 plays. That has nothing to do with time of possession. They started off slow. They started off bad. I agree. I'm just saying. It, 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 would, it would have been worse and, if, they were, if they were held to zero, and because we can't do anything, then they're on the field constantly, and by the end of the game, they're giving up more and more. But they already started off bad in that game. They gave up three scoring drives back to back to back. My thing is, there's one game that we actually had the time of possession longer than our opponent and that was the Raiders by three seconds right I mean that was also the, the that Browns. was also our that was also our best win even though the defense was letting them come back in that and like you said with Devontae Adams getting so many yards the students have also let up four 100 yard receivers every week and you know who's covering that guy every week yeah Ayuk but, Cooper uh, um, Devontae Nico Collins going off every week. Well, listen, we can, we could sit here all day and just point out the problems. We know the problems. They're glaring. They're as glaring as that light behind you in my eyes. <laughs> yes, exactly. But, but I don't think anyone wants to listen to it for four hours. And that's probably only diving into half of the problems. You're right. So moving on. Next week they play the Ravens. Mr. Bisky's <laughs> Mr. Bisky's probably quarterback. I this doesn't even deserve a keys to the game soundbite. But if you want, but if the Sears are going to win this game, Chris, what are you thinking for keys to the game? Just get it really quick and dirty because they're not going to win this game. Keys to the game. All right. So that was that was my intro for this one. I I'm I not, felt I'm not I'm not editing it, so <laughs> I'm not putting it in. That's fine. The sound effects. That's fine. Um, okay, so realistically, I've been so pissed off. I haven't even really thought about the keys to the game, but I feel like they're pretty standard going from week to week as far as the same thing goes. Um, Lamar Jackson is a threat on the run. We play generally really well against Lamar Jackson uh, defensively. However, I don't know if that'll necessarily be the case with how bad our secondary is playing. Again, if our secondary can hold guys... And, and and keep them in check and, and actually cover them for longer than three seconds. I believe our guys on the outside can get in there and get to the Lamar Jackson. All right. Our secondary is such a weak focal point to us. CJ Stroud, I believe, got a pass off by an average of like 2.5 seconds last game. 
you know, obviously we should have been in there and sacking the guy a hundred times last week. Wasn't the case, but his release was so quick on the ball. Cannot be the case this week. We got to stay on our guys. Luckily for us, uh, they only realistically have about two weapons on in the passing game with Mark Andrews and Zay Flowers. I don't know if Odell Beckham is back or Rashad Bateman is back, but it probably doesn't matter because Zay Flowers will have his 200-yard receiving game uh, because we're just good at, you know, giving a... No, it'll probably be Mark Andrews. It's it's the week of the tight end, I think, for this Steelers defense. So anyway, first key of the game is containing the receivers, uh, any kind of weapons, and, and, you know, making sure that our guys uh, can get into and on top of Lamar Jackson as quickly as possible. Um, second thing goes, I mean, just controlling the clock. We finally figured out something with Najee Harris last week. He did so well in the 13 carries that he got. He averaged over five yards per carry. Run some of those plays again. Pull the guard. Get the run game going. Because I think that would be a classic Steeler Raven fashion is running the ball. It's not going to be defense. That's no longer a classic Steeler fashion anymore. So if we're going to win this game, we got to control the ball by running the ball. I, I hope I hope Mitch can do something. But those those are basically my like half-assed keys to the game. Yeah, basically, ag- agree with some things, disagree with other things, especially according to the most recent stat. Even though the defense does suck, if they can't score more, if the if they let more than twenty two points, they lose. So the defense actually does need to be big in this game if you want to win the game. They need to shut down Lamar Jackson like they have in the past. Will they be able to do it? Probably not. We'll find out. The big changes Tomlin's going to make this week. Do we think he's going to make any changes? Probably not. My no. prediction is that his big change would be J- JPJ plays more. Is that enough to satisfy me? It's not, but I will like to watch him play regardless of how bad we get cooked because he's a rookie and I want to support him on the team. I'd uh, rather watch Corey Trice get in there with a bum leg than some of the guys that we have. Realistically, Corey, come back. I agree. The Yeah, the, the keys every week is the is the line... The, the line's got to control the line of scrimmage. we got to run the ball to hold time of possession, and defense has got to be good. Will those things happen? They won't. The play con's going to be bad. We'll see what Mitch can do. I'm going to root for Mitch. I will not. I will never, ever, ever root for the Steelers to fail. I will not do it. And I'm not going to root for Mitch to fail. I hope he, I hope he plays well. I hope he, uh, I hope he does, too. But, uh, but I'd rather watch Kenny, and it sucks that he's hurt. And it's nothing against Mitch. I don't think it's going to go well. Um, but that is the way the cookie crumbles. And, uh, even though Talon said we're going to make some changes, I think it's just a line he always feeds and it's not happening. So with that being said, now that we're all nice and angry and riled up, let's do our picks for this week, Chris. Do we have to? Sure do. Yeah. It's probably the only thing I look forward to in this podcast. Anyway, let's go. (laughs) Bears at Commanders. Commanders. Chase Claypool getting kicked off the team. You can come back to ours. We're not doing anything either. Um, Jaguars at Bills in London. Kind of cool that Jaguars are playing in London two weeks in a row, uh, but I'm going to go Bills. Yeah, kind of a big advantage for the Jaguars to not have to deal with the travel things. They get to adjust the timeline 
for two weeks over a row. If you really think about it, I'm going to go Bills as well. That's a pretty large advantage that they don't have to readjust the six hour time difference. Or not that much of a difference. Where are they at? Five hour, uh, five hour time difference. Not much of an advantage because they're probably out, out eating crumpets and drinking a oh. bottle of water. Damn. Sorry, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, sorry to Charlie. That's <laughs> so bad, Damn. Charlie. I hope you go to the game. I hope you, I actually that'd be kind of cool if you got to see uh, Law two weeks in a row. We know you're a big fan, so um, it's the only team that ever plays in London, apparently. So, uh, Saints at Patriots. Uh, yeah, battle of mid here. At Patriots? Yeah. But is Mac Jones playing? Does it matter? Mac Jones is playing. Matthew Judon out for the year. Christian Gonzalez is out as well. Is uh, Derek Carr back? I don't know. Saints. <sighs> yeah, I'm going to go Saints too. Okay. Titans at Colts. Um... Let's go. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I mean, I feel like I crap on the Titans all year and then they go and just win. I'm going to say Colts. It's a divisional I game. I do. I just don't like the Titans. Not that I don't like them as a team. I just don't think they're good, but they are good. Thank you for being the Bengals, by the way. Titans, appreciate it. Not that it matters, but like to see them lose. Oh. Uh, Ravens at Steelers. Ravens. Ravens. First time we're picking against them this year. Pretty cool. Panthers at Lions. Lions. I don't know why I thought about that. <laughs> I don't know either. Panthers look really bad. I'm going Lions. Texans at Falcons. Hey yo. Honestly, kind of a good game, but I think I'm gonna go Texans. I think I am too. Because they destroyed us and, and their quarterback plays better than Desmond Ritter. I mean, that means, so that means nothing, too. but like CJ Stroud is unreal. So he's playing so well. He's playing super well. Giants at Dolphins. Dolphins. Again, we're recording this on a Monday, so who knows how the Giants play tonight? It doesn't matter. I'm still picking the Dolphins as well. Uh, this is for some reason a tough game, but Bengals at Cardinals. Ooh. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say the Cardinals. The Cardinals have fought in every game, and they've been close, and they did beat the Cowboys. I think the Cardinals is a good pick. It sucks because I want to pick the Bengals because they gotta figure it out, right? They've gotta figure it out. Joe Burrow still hurt though. Yeah, he's rough. But just to be different from you, I'll do Bengals. But I think Cardinals is a good pick. We'll go Eagles at Rams. Eagles. Going Eagles. It's going to be a close game, though. Rams are sneaky good. Jets at Broncos. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one, too. <laughs> I was literally about to so confidently say Jets, but I'm like, hey, here's my thought. I don't think the Broncos are as bad as their record shows because they've also been competitive in every single game. They're kind of like the Cardinals, but in the they're, AFC. They're opposite. Though their Broncos, Russell Wilson's playing a lot better this year. He's figuring that out, but their defense sucks. And the Jets' yes. defense is good. And Zach Wilson just had his first best game this year. Can he duplicate it? 
I don't know. Are the Jets' um, defense good enough to hold the Broncos down? Maybe. If the Jets don't play against the refs, then I'll probably go Jets. But damn, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, I even forgot who who are the Jets playing? <laughs> the Broncos. I'll go Broncos. F it. I'll go Jets. Make a difference. Chiefs at Vikings. Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs. Good luck, Vikes. Cowboys at Niners. Yeah, that's oh, a good game. God, Niners. I mean, realistically, it should be a way better game. I have a feeling Niners are just going to destroy. I don't know, but I'll be watching. That'll be actually a fun game to watch. Uh, I'll pick a Niners as well. Packers at Raiders. Dude, that's like four in a row. That's just stumped me. Uh, Packers, I guess. I think I'm gonna go Raiders. God, go Lee. I know. Okay, well that ends the rant. That ends the episode. Thanks for listening. Uh, I do. We do appreciate Bye. it. But this, <laughs> but this is hard. It's hard to yeah. keep going when this team sucks so bad. Literally. And and the Steelers podcast market is saturated with everyone saying the same thing and we don't have the views for it, but it is fun for us to talk about it. Not actually fun right now, but usually it is. Otherwise, you know, we'll see you guys next week. It tr- might be a way shorter podcast because I'm not going to be talking about the same garbage again. Had enough. Nope. Anyways, you can follow us on the normal BS. I ain't going to listen for you. I ain't going to follow. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you know, any, any like, share, and subscribe. Words? Any last words to these people? Uh, please, Steelers. It's not even go Steelers. Like, please. I got one for you. Fire Canada. There you go. Oh, Canada. Get off my fucking team. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you gotta beep that one. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's at the end. I was listening to that far anyways. All right. Peace out. Bye. See you guys next week. Peace. Deuces.